Hey, Emmy, can you say this is dinner for dessert? This is dinner for dessert. Close enough. Hey, Pomp. Hey, Eric. Is there an adult equivalent to the feeling you get as a kid on the last day of school? Ooh. Uh, wow. I don't know. The last day of school, that's like the best day ever. So at home, uh, Nico finished all his stuff, so he's done already. And I just, the joy on that child's face not having to go back was tremendous, which got me thinking about how incredible that used to feel and if there's been anything in adult life that has come close to it. I mean, the beauty of the last day of school is it's really the first day of summer, right? That's it, it that's what makes it so amazing. It's that that feeling of possibility, right? Like you have this whole summer ahead of you and like all the things that you can do, all the options, it's just the best feeling in the world. That's why the last day of um, summer is not so bad because you're kind of excited for the first day of school because of the possibility yes. of the next of the next school year. Good call. You were always excited to like pick out an outfit and have it ready to go. Yeah. Oh, the first day of school, man. Like first day of school was was pretty pretty bitching too. Yeah, it's not as good as first day of summer, but it's it's pretty close. It's all about possibility, right? Like the anticipation is always better than the payoff, right? Like Christmas Eve is better than Christmas morning. Like the wor- the best feeling in the world is when you wake up Christmas morning and you're like, like the second, like your brain comes to and you're like, oh crap, I got gifts to open. The worst part of Christmas is like the 15 minutes after the you've opened your last gift. Yeah, when you have to like clean up and log everything to your room. You're like, all right, now everybody throw all the wrapping paper in the garbage bag. You're like, ugh. And then you're just like, oh man, it's over, right? So the anticipation. So, oh man, an adult version of that? Honestly, I don't think there is one. I don't either. That's kind of sad. I will say this. For us specifically, at least for me, the closest thing I've ever had to it was like the first day of tour. Funny you say that. I had something else jotted down for this intro that kind of ties into that real quick. So, you know, I don't really love other podcasts aside from our own. And I've made that abundantly clear. This is a fact. I finally found one that I enjoy. And it's the Whiskey Ginger podcast with Andrew Santino. I love that. Oh, that's a, that's such a good one. I've never, I've never checked it out. So it, it happened to pop up in my suggestions on YouTube. And the episode was, I don't, know if, I don't know if you know who Taco from Odd Future is. He plays L's on Dave. He makes his beats for him. Yeah, yeah. So he's a rapper with Odd Future with like Tyler, the creator, and them. Okay. So during the pandemic, this episode is from like a few years back. And uh, they, were, they were just like, you know, talking about how they couldn't wait for, you know, COVID to be done so they can go back on the road. And they were talking about uh, how much they missed tour. And the funny thing is like they brought up like the, the great thing of how they don't miss tour for the reasons that people think they miss tour, which would be like, tons of girls and like partying and like drinking and drugs you know like they were like what i miss is literally the off days and sitting around with my boys and like 
doing nothing or whatever we wanted. Like, oh, look at that place. We should go check that out because we'll never be here again. Oh, look at that restaurant. We should eat there because we'll literally never be here again. You know, he's like, I miss sitting on a bus with my friends and just like doing nothing. That's the best part of tour. That's the best part of tours. And so that was like, wow, I love this podcast. And then I looked at what his like, like ours is like uh, good dudes having great conversations or whatever it is. Yeah. What's that called? Like our uh, motto, whatever it is. Tagline. Tagline. So his is just, uh, it's like reminiscing with people about cool things from our pasts. And I'm like, it's a great idea. So literally they just sit there and they drink whiskey and they talk about cool things they've done in their lives. Yeah, and the name is called Whiskey Ginger because they drink whiskey and he's ginger. <laughs> so. And he has like a really funny like intro song. Yeah. But Andrew Santino himself is so great. He's such a likable dude. He really So is. I was like, oh my God, I think I actually finally found a podcast that I like. But it's funny you brought up Tor as being that feeling because that was like the only thing that popped into my head was like just the feeling of leaving for tour, like the first day of being on tour, like away from home life responsibility and just being able to do whatever you wanted. Yeah, it's the feeling of freedom. It's like we have no rules except for get to the show on time, get, you know, get there in time for load in and, and sound check. But then, you know, what people don't realize about touring is you play at, you know, nine o'clock at night, 10 o'clock at night. You usually load in maybe six you may be 20 minutes from your next show. So like you're done at 11, 1130, right? You drive a half hour to the next city, next town. Maybe it's two hours, whatever. And then you go to sleep in a, in a truck stop parking lot. Next morning, you have the entire day and like nowhere to go. So you just wander around. You go to the mall. You go to random like. And, uh, they, and they, made up a, they made a point that like we would do things that normally we would never do in life. Like go to a park. And like have totally. a catch. And I'm like, we used to have frisbee catches, football catches, like random parks, go to random malls. Like, I don't go to the mall here. We would go to the mall and spend hours. Like, we would go to every single store in the mall. We would go to like those mas- massage chairs, you know, like where you pay like a quarter and it massages you for a minute. Like, yeah, man, that's the closest thing that I've ever felt because. When you're young and you have all the possibility of summer, like all the things you're going to do, it's kind of like being on tour, right? Like that's, that's the feeling because they have nothing to do all summer. And they're just like, we could do whatever we want. We're going to just hang out the schoolyard. We'll go ride our bikes. Yeah. You know, uh, so that's, that's such a good And feeling. Taco made a great point. He's like, it's not that I didn't like the shows or performing. He's like, but let's be real. Anyone who's done it knows that it's pretty much the same thing every night. He's like, yeah, the people change, but like, it's still the crowd. It's still a crowd and you're still doing your same songs for a crowd. He's like, so like as fun as it is to perform and I love what I do for a living. He's like, honestly, for me, the best part is just like kicking back in my sweats and like hanging with the boys. Oh, totally. And I couldn't relate like any harder to like just sitting in the van, like drinking Keystone lights at like 730 in the morning at like some random campground just because so much Keystone light. Oh, yeah. Jones, what do you think? Do you agree? Yes. <laughs> All right. All right, Jones. All right. So we'll we'll <laughs> um Jones isn't actually here tonight. Um he uh has to go to where did he have to go? I think it was a graduation party. Yeah, whatever. He ditched us for a graduation party, so me and Eric have to hold down the fort. So I asked him this morning, I'm like, Jones, um, if you can't do the show tonight, 
um, we really can't go another day without putting out a new episode. It's been, it's been like 10 days already. Um, can you just send me like a bunch of sound bites and we'll make a soundboard out of all your things? And he said, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so now we have a whole soundboard of Jones. I love it. I love um, it. So I'm pretty excited. Um, Jones, what do you think about the fact that we have the soundboard of you? Dude, that's crazy. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I agree. Um, do you think that um, this is totally kosher, Jones? Like, you think we're, we're allowed to do this? I don't know if you're even allowed to do that. <laughs> oh, all right, then. Well, okay. So you think we'll be able to hold down the show without Jonesy? Uh, it, like, obviously, won't be as easy, but we will. I think we'll. I we're, think pro- we'll we're professionals. You yeah. say it in one of the things. Yeah, but I stutter when I say it. So what does that tell you? We're we're professionals. Um, I got a, a random thing that I, I wanted to discuss with you tonight. Okay. A couple days ago, for my daughter's uh, like end of year celebrations, one of the days of the week was like sports day, and you're supposed to wear a t-shirt or a jersey of of, of your favorite sports team. My daughter's a Jets fan because she's you know part of the family cursed like yeah, you she's cursed like me us. and you and the rest of us um so in the morning my wife's like emmy you got to put your your jets t-shirt on and she's like i don't want to wear it today and we're like why she's like because last time i wore my jets t-shirt other the kids some of the kids in the class made fun of me i was like why'd they make fun of you because you're a jets fan she's like yeah they said that the jets stink and it made me really sad and i was like i was like well one who cares what other people think? Yep. Right? Like, you're going to, you know, if you don't wear your Jets shirt, like, you're going to regret it because, like, then you're going to spend the rest of your life not doing things because you're scared of what other people are going to say. Yeah, letting think. them tell you how to do things is not cool. And I told her, I said, um, in life, people are going to criticize you no matter what you do. So you might as well do what you want to do. Right. Like no one's ever going to be a fan of everything you do, even with this podcast. Right. Like we do this podcast and like some people love some things of our episodes. Some people hate them in the same week in our feedback loop. Like even this week, like some people will be like, that was the best thing you've ever done. And other people are like, I hate when you do that thing. Right. You just got to do what you, you got to do you. Right. Um, and uh, I told her, I'm like, also, right. The Jets may have stunk, but. When they win the Super Bowl, which they're going to do eventually, um, they're all going to become fans overnight. And you're going to be able to be like, you guys are full of crap. You're fair weather fans. You weren't there when we stunk. Yeah, because right now all those little idiots are probably like uh, Kansas City Chiefs fans. Exactly. And they're seven years old. They don't know what the hell they're talking they about. They suck. Yeah. Um, and so... We should go like just stop by their parents' houses real quick. Maybe after all the their show. Asses, yeah. <laughs> losers anyway so um after me and i kicked the crap out of seven-year-old boys um yeah then we'll uh we'll we'll, we'll get emmy a new jets t-shirt with all their blood stains on it oh, <laughs> so yes, she could wear it to bro. school and she could like have them sign each blood stain like this is jeremy this is tyler um we'll rip a piece of each of their shirts and she could she could have like a patched up job on oh, hers could, like oh yes yeah. yes Anyway, so I thought it was interesting. So anyway, she doesn't wear it, and I I let it go after a while because I gave her like a long speech. But my wife was like, "Listen, you got about seven minutes before she gets on the bus. Like, we'll give her this life lesson later." So she comes home from school, and the first thing I ask, I go, "You know, how was school today?" She's like, "It was good." I'm like, "Um, 
are you a little uh are you a little uh sad that you didn't wear your jet shirt she's like yeah i'm like you do you regret not wearing it she's like yeah and i was like why is that she's like well one i was one of the only people that didn't have a sports shirt on i'm like yeah and she's like and two like a, a bunch of kids in the class had jets shirts on because they're jets fans too and then i and then i felt left out and i was like see see that's why you got to just do you like you're a jets fan you watch the jets with daddy on sundays like it. win or lose you're a jets fan for life no matter how bad they get no matter how much they stink you're a jets fan and and that's what makes you a real fan and she's like, yeah, yeah, I really should have worn my shirt today. I'm like, yeah, I mean, for me, it's going on 30. This will be 36 years of uh, misery this year. Yeah. But so. you know what? The misery brings us together, man. <laughs> and you know what? The closest thing uh, to the last day of school is for the Jets fans. <laughs> it's the off season because it, it's just possibility. Like right now, it's the best time to be a Jets fan. Yeah. You know, you watch like. Aaron Rodgers throw one pass in, in OTAs. And you're like, yes, Super Bowl, here we come. To, listen, to his defense, though, that pass looks better than anything I've seen in the last decade. I know, it's beautiful. From a Jets quarterback. The man throws a beautiful so. spiral. Um, so, yeah, so I just wanted to bring that up. As a, as a fellow enough, Jets they fan. Had a, they had a Zach Wilson-like uh, clip. And the ball he threw was like 36 yards out of bounds. Yeah, and probably a helicopter. It was awful. <laughs> oh, Zachy Wilson. I still have faith that he's going to be okay. Never. Um, honestly, I think... Career over. I think that one day in, in you know, maybe five years from now, he's going to be a an above average starter in the NFL and it won't be with the Jets. See, I don't think there's a chance that he ever, ever hits any form of success in the NFL. I don't know, man. Uh, Jones, what do you think about Zach Wilson? Honestly, I'm not a huge fan of that. Yeah, I agree, Jones. Totally. Um, Jones, do you ever think that maybe Zach Wilson is going to become a great quarterback one day? No way, Jose. <laughs> it, skipped, it skipped a little. <laughs> <It's all right>. <laughs> <laughs> we broke the fourth wall on that one. Um, we got to work on our soundboard. <laughs> I mean, we don't technically have a soundboard. We're we got, like scrolling through Google Drive on a cell phone right now. Yeah, I just have like all the file MP3 files and I just click on them and see what happens. And we're hoping the small iPhone screen, like you could touch the right one. I know. It's, You're it's, definitely going to hit the wrong one at some point tonight. It's going to be good. Oh, it's going to be bad. Um, uh, Jones, let me ask you a question. Knowing that you're not here, um, and me and Eric are going to have to hold down the fort without you. How do you think this episode is going to turn out? This is going to be the best episode ever. Wow, it's a lot of positivity from somebody not on the couch. Yeah, a lot of positivity. Also, a lot of pressure. I don't know if we're going to pull <laughs> it off, man. Anyway. Okay, so I got one other yeah, yeah, yeah. piece of news to share with you. All right, so our buddy Jason, I'm going to give him a plug re real Jason quick. Jason Derulo. Not Jason Derulo, but Jason Katz. He is a, um, I guess, a, a producer, film person. I don't know exactly what to call him, but one of his um, many gigs that he has right now is he films a lot of stand-up specials. So um, like Mark Norman, like some of these like guys, like the mid-tier, like not super, super famous, but not like, not nobodies. Like they have specials. I feel like Mark Norman is like super now, no? He's he's big enough that I just said his name and you knew who he was, but he's also not, you know, he's not the level of, you know. That dude is good. He's really good. So those guys have all, like the whole New York comedy crew has now 
like essentially crowned Jason as like the go-to guy to film any comedy stuff. So now he's doing all these shows like uh, Steve Byrne, who I went with Jones to see a couple of weeks ago. Um, he, he's got another one with this woman, uh, this comedian, uh, Carmen Lynch coming up. All people that are like mid-tier, right? And he texts me every time he's doing one to say, hey, if you want to come, like I'll get you in for free. Like he, he, want, you know, he wants people to, to come and hang out. So this past Tuesday was another one that I couldn't get anyone to go with me, right? Like you were working, whatever. Um, so I ended up, I was like, should I go by myself? I'm like, ah, oh, that's a lot of work to go by yourself. And so I ended up not going. I'm very pissed I didn't go because last time when I did go and I left, you know, 15 minutes after I walked out of the, the place, Vince Vaughn shows up and I could have been hanging out with Vince Vaughn. Um, this time I don't go and guess who shows up like unannounced and just does a set. Like he like was sitting in the crowd. There's 30 people, like they can fit like 30 people in this club. It's, it's called the stand. So he just sitting in the crowd and he just pops up, not Vince Vaughn. He just pops up and goes, Oh, let me go go up there and do some, do a set. And uh, he just did a surprise set for 30 people. Guess, just guess. Would I know the comedian? You would know him. It's a him. It's a he, it's a he, him. Uh, I'm going to go with, uh, Jason Derulo. It's not Jason Derulo. No? Um, it rhymes with Rave Rappel. Wow. Mave Nappel. Yes, Mave Nappel, the, uh, <laughs> the Indonesian uh, stand-up who's, uh, you know. Yeah, Davey Cease showed Dave, up, huh? Dave Chappelle showed up and did a set till like 1.30 in the morning. Freaking Dave Chappelle. I could have been watching a, a intimate Dave Chappelle yeah. stand-up for like 30 people. Wow. For free, also, you know. So I miss that. It's all right. I'm very mad at myself. Yeah. So now my new rule is, um, I'm always going to every single thing that Jason Katz films. Does he only do city shows? No Long Island. He does mostly the city and then like L.A. He I does, just hate the city. I know. He right now he's doing one in Irvine, California. Just so he so goes back and forth. Annoying to get to. Yeah. So I know, but we could take the train, or I we could drive, or we drive. I, I choose to drive if I have well, to go into the city. All right, how about this? Next one, I'll drive. I don't care. No, oh, you I don't. I don't yeah. care. You drive. I never. I cared think you about like to drive drove. anyway. So you drive. I'll pay for the parking because parking will be like probably sixty bucks. Damn, is it like that now? It's like that now. Maybe more than sixty. But last whatever. time I went was like probably pre-pandemic. It was like thirty. Thirty. Yeah, it's gone up a lot. Yeah, wow. It's gone, or we can find parking on the street if we're lucky. If it's a random weeknight. But anyway. I'll pay for whatever the parking situation Again, is. Again, that's not important. I know. I'm just trying to. I'm trying to lure you yeah, in. Listen, if I'm off and it's like somebody I, I know, I'll go. What if it's someone you don't know? But then you know Vince Vaughn shows up. But you know what's going to happen? You're going to be like, "Yo, come! Somebody cool is going to show up," and, and no one shows up. Nothing's going to happen. No, that that's probably. Or it's going to be like Wanda Sykes, who I hate more than anybody in the world. That's very possible. <laughs> it's very possible, and and. The reason I think these people show up is they they're working on like new material and it's probably like not their best stuff. Yeah, I've seen uh, Aziz Ansari and I've seen Tracy Morgan do like warm up spots, like day of Instagram like posts, like hey, if you show up here tonight, it's free and you can see the new material I'm working on for the tour. So I got to see both of those, both of them do warm up shows and it was awesome. Yeah, it's fun to see it like that. 
Like the show that me and Jones went to, the guy didn't even do a set. He did only crowd work because he wanted Jay to film it so that he could put those clips up on, on Instagram and TikTok. And someone finally explained to me, I didn't even realize the reason they do that is because they don't want to wait. They don't want you to see their material online because then when you go to see the set, it's like the, you already know the punchline. So that's why a lot of like TikTok and Instagram uh, clips are always just crowd work. Like that one dude, Matt Reif, who's going to be a superstar. Yeah, people keep talking about this guy. I've never seen a single thing from him. He's just like, he's young, he's good looking, and he's really friggin' funny. Is he? He's very funny. But all the stuff that I've ever seen, I've never seen him tell an actual joke. Like, I only have seen crowd work of him. What do you mean? Just like banter with the crowd? Yeah, crowd. Like, you know, hey, we're in terms from the industry. Yeah, well, now I'm kind of, you know, hey, we're we're in the industry. I'm not in the stand-up comic industry. I think technically we're comedians. I mean, we're not funny, but <laughs> but we're we're a comedian. I think we have a comedy podcast. Yeah, I guess so. We have a comedy. Po- is this comedy? I think so. It's like pop culture. People laugh when they hear it. So I guess, yeah, it's comedy. Sweet. That's pretty awesome because like no one really thinks I'm funny in real life. So <laughs> that's pretty awesome. Um, but anyway, so since now we're in the biz, we got to use terms like crowd work. All right. You know? Sorry. Now I know. So crowd work is like when it's like, like the cheesy like 1980s version is like so where are you guys from you know like that kind of stuff when you just talk to the crowd but it's usually like you know you know who was a master at that patrice o'neill rippity dippity rippity dippity he was so good at opening his shows and just coming out on fire with crowd work yeah see look at you using the terms Ah, oh, Patrice was the man. I think what a, he, what a he, waste, man! That he, like that's one of those people whose yeah. early death is not heralded the way that like Chris Farley or the other people who've died really young. He just didn't have enough. But in the industry, they do respect the hell out of him. Oh yeah, Elephant in the Room was my favorite stand-up act. Still is. Yeah. And he opens that show. He literally walks on stage, tremendous applause, and he looks down at the front row, <clears throat> and there's a. Um, there's a guy and a girl sitting there, and it's, it's a black guy and a white woman together. And he goes, "Man, what a what a top tier white woman you got there, my man!" Like that's how he <laughs> opens the show. The crowd just goes nuts, and like the first ten minutes is him talking about like how fantastic of a cat she is for that dude, yeah. and it was just so tremendous. Like, and, the, and he and he spends literally the oh, I don't know if you remember that special. He spends the first 20, 25 minutes of that show with crowd work before he gets into his actual stuff yeah some people just like feeding off everybody yeah some people like thrive on the crowd work god he was good some people really are terrible with crowd work the thing is you could be great at crowd work and maybe not have a great set like that's the thing about this matt reif guy like every everyone talks about him as this like big up-and-comer um mostly because they see him on the internet doing good crowd work but like what if his actual jokes are terrible Well, that's mark norman too i don't think i've ever seen him actually do like stuff he does like the people throw stuff at him from the crowd and then he does bits on it and he's really good yeah he's, he's quick really on the fly and like funny yeah he's really good he also doesn't look at the kind of guy who would be i guess like toe the line and like really cross it sometimes but he does oh he definitely and that's what makes him incredible lot. to me but i've also i would love to watch a special i just don't i don't know if there's any out there like i don't he has one does he he does he does it might not be like a full special i'm trying to remember like because there's that um there's a couple of those things that netflix does where they take these people like the mid-tier people and they put them on like a like a compilation kind of okay. kind of show yeah. where they only do like five minutes mm-hmm. each um 
Jones, what do you think about uh, Patrice O'Neill? Do you think he's like one of the most underrated, amazing comedians of our time? I totally agree. Yeah. See, he, he gets Jones it. knows. He gets it. Um, okay, so that's that was our intro. That was good. I think we did it. Yeah. We did it without Jones. Yeah. We survived. We made it through. It was weird. He had a couple of little insights there but nothing crazy yeah nothing nothing too crazy um jones like in general how do you feel like this podcast um like how would you describe it like if you're gonna if you're gonna describe this podcast to other people it's like a podcast but with indian spices (laughs) fair enough (laughs) fair enough fair enough all right so um we have uh one two three segments to go tonight Yep, and I've been thinking about this. We have not made it to the "Ask Us Anything" segment in like we, four weeks. We haven't. We have a backlog of like three hundred and seventeen uh, questions. Do you want to um, switch up the order tonight? Maybe do feedback loop, then ask us anything, and then do recommendations last. Yeah, we could do that. You cool with that? Yeah. All right, um, uh, Jones. How do you feel about this? No. Oh crap! Wait, wrong one. Jones, how do you feel about this one? <laughs> Yes. Okay. Perfect. perfect. Awesome. Uh, and you feel like uh, this is this is a good plan? Uh, crap! I can't find it. <laughs> uh, do you feel like this is a good plan? I totally agree. Okay. Great. Perfect. All right. So this is the feedback loop. Eric, get it. Wow, we're we're professionals. All right, so we, uh, I believe it was you, Pomp. You put up something on the gram yesterday, the day before, asking about Brad Pitt's best role. Yeah, this was inspired by you um, encouraging me to go back and watch Dave again after I, I I gave up on the show in season two. So I watched all of season three, and you told me that there was going to be an awesome cameo. And it's it was cool because you told me who it was going to be, but then I forgot you told me and because, you know, it was episode 10 where he shows up. So when he showed up, I was like, oh, this is what Eric was talking about. And at first it looked like he was going to be like a two minute, like oh, just yeah. drop into the show. And I was like, that was the cameo he was all excited about. And then, oh, my God. What happens after was insane. He's like a main. He's a main character in the episode, and it's unreal. He's a very deep main character in the episode, and it's again uh, a brilliant Brad Pitt performance. Absolutely. So it got me thinking: What is the best Brad Pitt performance? I'm thinking to myself. Also, you know, I'm fresh off of watching the movie Bullet Train on Netflix like three times. I'm not kidding. I watched it three times. Yeah, it's It's so good. good. It's so good. Um, I watched it on the plane. I watched it. Actually, I watched it to LA and coming home from LA. Same trip. And I watched it at home. So I've watched it three times. And so I wanted to know what our listeners thought was his best performance. So I put it up on on Insta and we were not disappointed. All right. So we got a we got a bunch of responses. I'm going to I'm going to rattle off some. So Deirdre says interview with a vampire. Okay. I never saw it, but I heard it. I've seen it. Not my favorite Brad Pitt. I know Tim Cruise was in it and um, should have been uh, Kiefer Sutherland because he <laughs> yeah. should be a vampire in every movie, but whatever. Gold Balls Deep says burn after reading. 
that's where the picture from my Instagram post comes from. That's yep. a good one. I'm, I want to try and group because there was a lot of ones that were similar. Doc Chaz says the weatherman on the Jim Jeffries show. I'm not familiar with that, but his cameos are always great. So I'm sure it was great. I'm sure it was great. I never saw it. I love Jim Jeffries, though. For those who don't know who he is, he's a great Australian uh, comic. Yes. Uh, Marie Hart says Benjamin Button. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Touching movie. I feel like me and you are, have Benjamin Button syndrome. <laughs> We're only getting younger. That's perfect. Hell, yeah. Uh, James M. says Deadpool 2, best two seconds of American cinema. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Top tier. Uh, we have Lucy with Inglorious Bastards. Oh, yeah. That was a great movie. Great movie. Great character. Gorlami. I I'll always think of that when I see him. <laughs> so good. Shout so out good. to Lucy. Uh, she got bit by a tick yesterday and a car accident this morning. So Ooh. I hope her I hope her tomorrow is better. Hey, Lucy, you know what? You're hitting rock bottom and don't be upset because it could only go up from here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, we've all ha- we've all had some bad days yeah. lucy by the way just while we're talking about lucy we love you like you've been you're an og like she's been around since like deciding tonight was terrible trying yep. to like you know she was she was like coming to our shows when we were not good at playing music facts um all the way through um so that's what 2003 to 20 years of supporting us in all of our stupid endeavors including this podcast so crazy um lucy you're awesome yes sir um oh and she gave me a ride home from your house once at a barbecue last summer no it was uh was that two summers ago wasn't it it was your birthday was it yeah i drank a 40 that night awesome in honor of your 40th birthday i don't remember that was two years ago oh well that (laughs) that time yeah (laughs) uh Puma from the Spar In podcast says when he walked by Mike Tyson into an apartment with the then ex of Tyson, Robin Givens, hashtag balls. He did that for reals? <laughs> yeah. That is a great performance. <laughs> that's a, that's I would pretty not, top tier. I would not do that. We have one, two. We have a bunch of people that said Sleepers. Sleepers wow. was a great movie. Wow. That's a sleeper movie. Yes pun was intended we there. also have a bunch of people who went with snatch yeah i mean which his, again i get it was a great performance then we have uh mike arnone says bullet train but fight fight club was pretty damn close the sleeper pick is snatch i'm going with uh bullet train i agree with arnone and it may be recency bias because i just watched it three times but I honestly think Bullet Train was like amazing Brad Pitt performance. So I gave two performances on mine and one of them was Bullet Train. The other one I shared with Blank Man and he says Dave season three episode 10. Oh yeah. I mean, so those, those pretty, are my two picks. Well, he plays himself like he's plays Brad Pitt in that episode, which is awesome, but it's so, it's so great. So great. I thought you were going to say meet Joe Black when he gets hit by a car. No, because I didn't care. I, the movie wasn't that great, but when the bus does hit him, that's a tremendous scene. Yeah, he gets so funny. Yeah. I've probably watched that at least 3,000 times in my life. He dies in crazy, unexpected ways in a lot of these movies, by the way. Um, love it. Uh, so what, what other feedback do we have? Who knows? Who knows? I forgot to look at the notes. Uh, Chuck says payday is my absolute number one. Oh, from a candy bar perspective? Yeah, dude. Payday, I'm 
I'm still in shock that there's so many people that like paydays because you know we talked about this last week. Like I thought I was this weird outlier because I am obsessed. I really do believe that they're the best. Um, Eric actually uh, surprised me with a little gift when he showed up tonight with a king size payday bar for me. Yes, so. sir. And it's crazy that you did that because before I knew, like I didn't know you were going to do that. I put in the notes like potential. Uh, episode titles i wanted to call this episode payday appreciation day <laughs> so i bought that like two days ago and i bought myself one and i bought jones one i ate mine because i couldn't wait till the show but i was going to bring you and jones yours tonight but since he no he said he wasn't coming i kept it home so now i have another snack oh, i love it i love so it. it sucks for you jones uh we should oh we should watch bullet train together and do like share play like share whatever watch party Perfect. and then eat payday bars together love it oh, they're man. so good but yeah I, I think it's one of those things that people don't talk about for the reason of thinking other people don't like it and thinking they're weird yeah but if they only knew we should start a payday like support system and then a fan club we need to support like group though I too bet, i bet there's a lot of us out there we could be at wednesday nights at the rec center um we could get all the folding chairs in a circle maybe let's shoot a couple hoops shoot hoops you know we'll have coffee and payday bars on you know on <laughs> yes. a spread it'll be a nice spread a wicker basket of payday <laughs> bars uh half peeled <laughs> oh man payday <laughs> payday anonymous <laughs> so good uh. um <clears throat> sorry frog in my throat sean james and mike p said they missed the old intros before trivia took over oh that was last week so funny enough we did one of those tonight, one of the old intros. Yeah, hopefully uh, that's what you meant. I hope that's what they meant and they enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we did have to use Soundboard Jones, but uh, <laughs> hopefully it was uh, what you what you were missing. So last week, um, Mike Arnone said, 35 minutes in and this episode for some reason is trending to be one of my favorites and I'm not 100% sure why. Maybe it was the trivia. <laughs> Funny he says that because Mike P also says this is low-key some of your finest work after last last week's episode wow so was last week's episode really that like high above our other ones i don't know it just felt like a regular episode that was uh bionic elbow grease that we were talking about right yeah great great title yeah that um yeah i don't know whatever we did we should listen back to it take notes and figure out like how to make our podcast always good (laughs) so mike p had some more stuff he wanted to throw in he said jones sounds he doesn't know what mike jones looks like okay okay he said, Jones sounds like an early 90s FM radio overnight guy. To me, he is an Af- African-American male who has seen some S and always remains calm. I mean, everything about that is accurate. Yes. <laughs> except for he's not African-American. Yes. I mean, he might be, but he doesn't look it. He's, he, you know, he presents as white, I believe. <laughs> and then he said, GD, the can of cheese balls, I can taste it. Brings me back to like sixth grade taking a break from wiffle ball. Oh, yeah. Cheese balls, man. Cheese balls are... We were talking about how crunchy Cheetos are, are the best. The puffy Cheetos are not great. But for some reason, yeah. cheese balls, which are basically the puffy Cheetos just in a circle... In a weird aluminum can. Yeah, are just amazing. It's like a bigger tennis ball can. Yeah, it's a big tennis ball can with little cheese balls, and it's delicious. And he also asked for an update on Jones and Eric's new dogs. But since Jones isn't here tonight, I'll just give an update on mine sure that little dude has is now about 50 pounds he's ginormous and he's like six months old and he's set to grow till he's 16 months that's what the vet says that a male husky will grow till 
So he's probably going to crack a hundo and be an absolute monster. Wow. So that's Harold. He just I got, he I got neutered a couple weeks ago, so now he's got no... Uh, He's got testes. No, he's got nothing in the in no, the beanbag. He's got no <laughs> testicles. Um, so I don't have a good soundboard thing for Jones to give an update, but I'm going to try. You ready? Hey Jones, uh, how's your dog doing? Oh wait, t- give me a second. Do it again. Oh, <laughs> hey Jones, how's your dog doing? God damn it! There's not enough time. <laughs> All right, fine. Wow, geez. jeez, Jones, we'll ask you next week, I guess. Pump All right, the brakes, so, guy. Well, take a note. We'll 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 address his new dog on next episode. So we were having a conversation uh, on the show last week about FUBAR, and Jones made probably the craziest, most outlandish comment I've ever heard about FUBAR, saying that Schwarzenegger wasn't the right casting for it. That is mind-boggling. Right? I actually got feedback <laughs> that I forgot to put in the notes, but from uh, Derek, he, he was over for a barbecue uh, a couple days ago, and he's like, dude, FUBAR, he's like, he's like I love Jones, but like... I, I, yeah. where's that take coming yeah, from yeah, it's like Fubar was clearly written for arnie schwartz <laughs> yeah. and it's like a true lies sequel he even yeah. did, like he's like it's basically true lies too it's like even tom arnold shows yes, up you, in that the was end. the most beautiful of cameos yeah so to tie it all together of, like it, crazy hot take like arnie schwartz absolutely needed to be the the lead yeah so mike arnone wrote us you know re Fubar, unexpected 8.1 out of 10 he had a couple of recasting notes Arnold would stay, obviously. Uh, he thinks Mila Kunis, or if this was filmed back in the day, Shannon Dougherty as the daughter. I like I like Kunis. Shannon Dougherty's a little too. Um, but he was thinking then when she was like a hot commodity. She was, but she was. Oh, she always was a little bit like not, not attractive. Like, no, I mean she's good looking, I guess, but like it's not that. It's that she's like not a likable. She's kind of cold. She's like a cold yeah, but person. Neither was this girl. I know, but why? Why would you recast the cold person with another cold? Like, isn't the problem that the 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 the, the daughter is like not likable? Yeah, I guess Mila but Kunis is very likable. She is. So I, I like extremely likable. But I don't know why you would replace her with Shannon Doherty. I don't like everyone else from Beverly Hills Nine Hundred Two One Zero. It would be better than <laughs> Shannon Doherty. Fair enough. Even the girl that worked at the newspaper with the sun with the sun, sun <laughs> the regular glasses with the sunglasses. <laughs> What's her name? Gabrielle? I don't know I don't what the name is. He said, Rue and Alden stay, obviously, because Rue was the absolute best. Um, and he said, the mom, Catherine Zeta-Jones. I think the mom was great. I could see Catherine Zeta in there. Um, Rue, fantastic. Like, absolutely. And Alden was the perfect, like, yeah. you know, counter counterpunch to, uh, to Rue. Definitely. So I wouldn't change that. Um, you have any more feedback you didn't write down? I'm trying to think. No, I think we're good. I think that that was a feedback. Yeah? Yeah. Wow. Look at that. Nice and tight. Solid. Solid. Um, So we're going to do Ask Us Anything next. Yeah. You know, a little switcheroony. Okay. We got a lot of questions, so we might have to go like lightning round on some of them. That's fine. All right. So this is Ask Us Anything. Eric, hit it. And now it's time for Ask Us Anything. Featuring your hosts, Pop. Eric and Mike Jones. I forgot what that um, segment piece sounded like. Me too. We haven't played it in so long. It's been a long time since we've done this. All right. So 
All right, we're just going to rattle through these because there's a lot. <laughs> All right, this one's for you, Eric. You got to answer this one. This one comes from Nick, and it's, what's the first thing that comes to mind when you eat pasta and meatballs? <laughs> That's a great question. Um, I always, in my head, sing the song on top of spaghetti all covered with cheese. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah, yeah. The kid's song, it originally was on top of Old Smokey. Is that, that really like, what it was? Yeah. Wait, sing it. On top of spaghetti, all covered with cheese. I lost my poor meatball when somebody sneezed. That was beautiful. <laughs> I just got misty. So that's what I think of every time I'm eating pasta and meatballs. I always think of, <laughs> would you rather lamb and tuna fish? <laughs> Is that weird? No, it's a, it's a great, great cameo. <laughs> All right, I got another one. This one uh, comes from Blank Man. So this starts with a, a, a sad uh, thing. So uh, first off, you know, uh, condolences to the Blank Man family. Uh, his grandmother passed away last week. So we were talking and, and, and he said, oh, you know, she's she was like 97. And I was like, you know what? That's a good run, man. That's a good run. And we all just kind of talked about it in the group chat about you know like what's the ideal age we also have an, an inside joke with um saying we're sorry for deaths like it started off as like rest in peace then it became like rest in paradise rest in power then it became rest in power then it was rip in peace like you would in, say r.i.p <laughs> rest in peace and peace and then it just became rippity dippity and then it became rip and dip <laughs> rip it and dip it so so that's the lead into where this question goes yeah so i guess this sparked the question uh that blank sent into us which was what's your ideal age to rip and dip and i think i don't think it's enough for me i don't think it's a number i think it's like what um facul faculties do i still have like if i could still um if i'm still with it mentally like i want to go for, as long as i can go uh, if once, once I'm not there, like all there mentally and, um, like I'm just in pain a lot, then it's a good time. Yeah. To, once I can't take it. care of myself mentally, ment mentally or mentally. physically, um, I don't want to exist. I also didn't think I'd make it to this point of my life. So yeah, we're on bonus time. Me and Eric used to talk about this a lot. We're like, we're not living past 30. Let's facts. Like it was, it was like a thing that I was sure of. Yeah. On my 30th birthday, we went to uh, Medieval Times for my birthday because I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go out like a, like a, <laughs> like a jerk because I'm not going to live past this anyway. So I'll, do, I'll go to Medieval Times, act like a 12-year-old, and then die. But it you know, turns out, you know, I'm 40 now. So. And also, Medieval Times is great. So much fun. Great food, great sport. It really is an awesome place. Yeah. Um, someone asked me recently, like within like, like a few weeks ago, like, hey, what did you do on your 30th birthday? And I was like, uh, and I went through this whole thing in my brain. Like, should I lie and say something cool? Like, oh, I just went out to some like restaurant, some steakhouse in the city or like, oh, we've rented out a bar. Um, I actually thought about lying <laughs> and then I did. And I was like, no, I went to medieval. Times. There's a good picture from that night, which uh, I'm going to look for it. It's all it's deep in my thousands and thousands of photos on my iPhone where I believe I'm holding you in my arms like a child like you're carrying me through over a threshold and after we're wearing, our wedding day and we're wearing crowns from medieval times <laughs> if i find that it, it's going up on the gram tonight <laughs> that was a great night we actually got our record label 
asked one of the other bands on the label to use their tour van to 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 uh like shuttle us to medieval times because yes. it's all the way in new jersey like we had to go to like another state to go to medieval times and we had like a big crew yeah we were like 15 deep yeah i still have the picture too yeah we went very deep to that and had a blast the food was really good oh it's way. awesome the soup is top tier the chicken was awesome the chicken's great pepsi's awesome <laughs> you drink beer out of like big like yeah. you know mugs i like, still have my mug yeah that was awesome it was like such a great time there's a wench like a wench that serves you although i wouldn't call her that because everyone else was and i was like i don't want to be like these nerds yeah because like they they introduce them as like oh your your wenches are going to come around and then like some people just take it too far like hey wench hey wench can i get a beer and i'm like and that eh. like makes me like any situation i hate when everyone does like a thing it stops being funny or interesting does that make sense yeah like 300 people are calling this girl wench i'm like excuse me miss can i just have a refill on this yeah like i don't want to be well like we talked about this recently like everyone who shit poops on nickelback yeah like like i started listening to them just because i want to be not like those people yeah totally you know i said this now now this is going to be very um like polarizing to i don't want to be political but like when the make america great again hats came out like the maga hats and they became like super polarizing and i said uh we were at like a, a party and i said you know a bunch of like punk rock people you know i said the most punk rock thing to do is wear that hat on stage and everyone's like you're out of your mind i'm like no that's the whole point of punk rock it's like the second you tell me something is bad like then i'm going to want to do it more like the second you tell say that everyone collectively group thinks that nickelback is the worst band ever it makes me want to be a nickelback fan. 100 percent. it makes me want to wear a nickelback t-shirt yeah it goes back to like the pennywise like the f authority like that's what was sung about yeah the whole point of punk rock has always been like anti what everyone else is doing right like the entire punk rock scene was like formed as like a, a like a, a basically rebelling against the cheesiness of disco like everybody was like into like being glamorous and like being pretty and like going to the clubs and like the doorman's gonna get you in and like i know this guy and like i'm this guy and i'm cool and the punk rock people like f that like we're gonna go to this dive bar we're gonna play attitude guitars and we're gonna have the best night ever facts and i love that and so yeah so calling the wench a wench when everyone else calling her a wench thinking that's funny you're not being funny you're just being an a-hole yeah you're just following the trend is is it never makes you cool totally making fun that's of my me. advice to the kids out there yeah yeah to all you kids listening i know your niece listens now maybe maybe this will be good advice for the 15 year old crew that listens but like do you don't don't do what everyone else is doing just unless, unless you like it like don't not like something don't pretend to not like something that you do like because it's popular don't but not don't, give something a chance because other people don't like it yeah that's the ultimate yeah, like my daughter with the Jets t-shirt, man. It's like, if everybody hates the Jets, you should wear it with even more pride. Like, I don't care what you think. I remember the first time I ever saw that, because I wasn't like a super confident kid when I was, you know, when I was younger. And I, But I remember one thing that was so cool to me, and it's going to be a silly, a stupid story, but um, Mike Deej, this guy, um, we, I call him my cousin because we grew up, like, since little kids together, like, they his grandparents lived next door so we hung out all the time when we were little kids so 
he was a year older than me and he used to drive me to school like when he got his license and i remember one day he pulls up to pick me up and first of all he drove uh like an old school wagoneer it was like awesome wood, wood paneling on the side which he made that cool because he didn't care he shows up one day wearing suspenders with like he's like wearing a t-shirt jeans suspenders like bright red suspenders and i look i'm like what the hell are you wearing he's like ah, i'm trying out I, I, I like suspenders i want to start wearing suspenders and i'm like oh boy oh you're gonna hear it today and he's like i don't care he's like and and he just like wore it with pride like the whole day wearing these suspenders and like the more people gave him crap the more he just like was like i don't care what you think yeah i love it and by like the end of the day like wearing suspenders all of a sudden was like people were like uh i think i'm gonna buy a pair of suspenders that looks pretty cool and like obviously it didn't become like a trend or anything but like i was i still remember i was what 15 years old i still remember that to this day like how much balls he had to just be like i don't care what people say i want to wear suspenders it's a good thing and and on top of that suspenders are great as somebody with no ass and whose pants don't stay up even with a belt, uh, suspenders are my savior when I wear dress clothes. Yeah, it's true. It's true. So, um, yeah. So, we're going to get Nickelback t-shirts is the point of the story. Yeah, and I'll wear it proudly. Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, like the Nickelback jokes are so... That's the the bane of the comedy existence. Low-hanging fruit. The lowest of hanging fruit. The lowest. It already fell off the tree. You're just like kicking it. (laughs) Yeah. You could still make fun of Creed though. Creed is good. Yeah. Scott Stapp sucks. Yeah. He's the worst. With arms wide open. Well, that kind of sounded like uh, I I, I started as Scott Stapp and ended as James Hetfield from Metallica. (laughs) Open. He sucks too. He does suck. Yeah. There you go. Unpopular opinion. Metallica's not so great. And we hate Led Zeppelin. So Led Zeppelin and uh, Bruce Springsteen's got one good song. Two good songs. Yeah, two and a half. Two and a half. I like I'm on fire. Well, while we're talking about songs, Lucy would like you to pick your favorite song off of your on repeat Spotify playlist. Ooh. Um, oh, crap, man. I don't know. Let's go with your current favorite. Can I just look at it real quick? Yeah, of course. Is it going to make weird, awkward dead air on, on the show? No, because I'm going to I'm gonna do a, um, another question while you're thinking of that. All right, blank, well, blank asked, how is the new season of Black Mirror? And uh, my response is, I'm not going to watch it because I hated last season. That's a good. That's a good answer. Um, okay, so you want to hear? I, can I get rattle off a couple? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, so this, I just made a summer barbecue playlist for this year, um, and I'm just going to read off a couple that I put on there. One is a song that most people won't know, but it's a a song called "The House That Heaven Built" by the Japan Droids. Have you ever heard this song? I have not. It's so good. Share that playlist with me. I, I'm, I totally will. The house that heaven built. You think I could play a second? Of, I have it plugged into my phone. You try. Yeah, why not, dude? You think I'll get in trouble? Who cares? All right. Hopefully, I don't get in. Being trouble. afraid of getting in trouble is 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 pretty stupid too. It's, it's not very punk rock. <laughs> I'll just play for like a second. No, let it rock. I want to hear a little of it. Love it. Right? How catchy. I needed that in the background. I love gang vocal. It get it just like keeps building and gets better. It's so good. 
All right, I think that's all I could play before so I that, get sued. That is like a cross to me between Gaslight Anthem and Bleachers. Yeah. And I love it. Yeah, it's it's like it's so it uses energy. whatever the effect of the Gaslight Anthem uses on their vocals. Yeah, it's like the megaphone. I love it. Kind of like tinny. I love it. So that song, like I listen, I could listen to that song over and over. It only gets better. Like that was just like the intro. Like it didn't even hit the chorus yet. You know, super catchy. Um, the other ones, honestly, for me right now, my most played um, is the cover of Fast Car. The the punk rock one. Yeah. Oh yeah, I listened to that. It's like over. out of control. Good. I'm so glad you like it, man. Uh. It's by a band called Unwell, for those right, who, who want to hear. Name, yeah. Fast Unwell. Car, Unwell. So good. Uh, you know what I, my, my lead off on this playlist is? And it was what? in honor of you. It's up in the club. Yes, second to none. This is this intro. You ready? Come on. That is so smooth. That's how you start a barbecue. So this song was in the background scene of like... A 15 second part of a Sopranos episode. It's all it needed. And that's like where we discovered this from. Dude, I don't even know. The band, the, the group is called Second to None. Never heard of them. Let it play. Let it. <laughs> Shanks me with a butter knife. All right, just one. If you're looking for a man with a bulge in his pants, tripping by the one night stand, I'll be that dude that'll leave you wishing. That's floating in your love, pie, strictly fishing. See, baby, looking cute with a bathing suit. Can't strike all in I'm so glad my phone's plugged in today. Oh, man. Oh, I forgot it existed. You got to share this playlist with me, please. Oh, it's a great playlist. I just, um, we used to bump that in my car back in the day. I just hope Second and None doesn't uh, sue us. Hey, for, they uh, probably aren't even around anymore. Yeah, they're probably not alive. They're, they're unalived. <laughs> um, so those are some songs that have been on repeat. Nice. Um, another song that I've been... Um, it's weird because probably everyone else like knew this song for forever, and I, di- I just didn't know it. Um, it's very old. It's called New York Groove. By Ace Freely, the lead singer of Kiss. I guess he went solo. Is that um, back? Back in the New York. I know it from commercials. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> I had no idea. I don't think I've ever heard the actual full song. I it's, just know the hook. It's so good. I'm not going to play because I don't want to And I also it. didn't know it was Ace Freely. <laughs> yeah. By the way, this is what got us why like 20 of our episodes are lost episodes because we used to do this <laughs> well, we used and, to do this like with 40 songs yeah and play the whole song play the song while we, like on a low level while we were talking yeah that's illegal by the way what we just did is not not kosher it's fine it's fine hopefully, nobody's gonna pay hopefully attention they're not man hopefully but, they don't listen to this one episode that's true so michelle says what's for dinner i had pizza i uh i had mc mcdowell's nice what'd you get uh, McChicken and a double cheeseburger with Big Mac sauce. Whoa. You could get Big Mac sauce on not Big Macs? Yeah, dude. Wow. Then you don't get stupid shredded lettuce. Oh, Extra bun, dumb bun in the middle. That's a great, that's a great <laughs> move, man. It's just two meats, cheese, pickles, Mac sauce. Wonderful. Um, That sounds delicious. <laughs> All right. Lucy um, asks, what is your favorite Slurpee flavor? Ooh, that's a good one. So for me, it's a combo of two, and it's the only one I ever get. 
and it's half wild cherry, half cola. Okay. Okay. Um, I like. Whoa. That makes like cherry coke. Yes, sure does. Wow. Except frozen. It's sad that it took me that long. <laughs> wow. It's late. Whatever. What's um, yours? Uh, oh, God. Mine's red. <laughs> I don't know. What wild color. cherry. Wild cherry. Yeah. It's delicious. You gotta, what you got to do, here's the move, right? You do a little, the cola, yep. like um, a third of the cup. Yep. And then you do a bunch of the wild cherry, and then you just top it off with a little cola. Ah, so it's like a, it's like a a cherry, a wild cherry sandwich. It all like melts into each other. So beautiful. I like it. I like it. Um, Jones, did you agree with that? I totally agree. Oh, good, good, good. And if your answer is is a blue raspberry, then I I hate you. Dude, that's crazy. (laughs) Why is that? Is that your favorite Jones? Oh, great. Hold on. Wait, ask again. Is that your favorite Jones? Honestly, I'm not a huge fan of that. All right, good. Uh, I'm really loving the soundboard. I figured that he hated Schwarzenegger and food bars, so he would love Blue Raspberry. Of course he would. Because he's just taking the wrong takes all week. <laughs> wrong take Jones. <laughs> There's the episode. There you go. Wrong take Jones. Uh, awesome. Uh, Chuck had a goodie. It's a three-parter. Favorite 90s sitcom, 90s rapper, and 90s movie. Ooh. That's a good question. Ooh, that's spicy. Um, what, sitcom, rapper, movie? Yes. Okay, sitcom's going to be Martin with Martin Wow, Lawrence. that's a really good call. That show that's was a, awesome. That's an awesomely funny show. So good. It got like lost in time for some reason. Yeah. Like nobody remembers it anymore, but it was a classic. Yeah. Um, I mean, I liked Fresh Prince, but like I think Martin. Um, I think Martin was, was funnier. One for Fresh me. Prince, though, had the, the emotional to it, the connection. Yes, big time. Um, it was crazy. I'm trying to think what other... Sick. I mean, I like I like Home Improvement. Does that Home Improvement is really does good? That count as a sitcom. I've just started a full rewatch of that. That show's great. It's good. We we still do. It's my show, Al. My show, Al. <laughs> my Facebook picture has been Al Borland for eleven years now. Yeah. So that and my profile like- is completely private, so you can't see my picture. So like, I'll go to add people that maybe don't know my last name or something, and they'll leave it hanging for a while, not realizing who it is. Oh, it's amazing. It's good. It's All good. right. It's good. All right. So my I got- movie though is Heavyweights. Wait, you didn't do your other two though. I'm I don't I don't really I mean it's gotta be between Martin and Fresh Prince for me on TV show. Yeah, those are great ones. But movie is definitely heavyweights. I can give that one without thinking. Oh man. Um uh breakfast is canceled due to lack of effort. I mean is, that just, what is, it? is it breakfast or lunch? Lunch. Was, lunch is <laughs> Ben Stiller epic perform, performance before he was famous. Top tier. Like I don't no one knew who he was yet at that point. Um Okay, so rapper for me is Biggie, obviously. Yeah, it's got to be Biggie for me, too. I mean, that was our guy. You know, uh, second place would be DMX or Big Pun. Third place, Positive K. Positive K. I hit him in the face with a beer bottle once. <laughs> I know, at McKeebs. <laughs> at McKeebs, Hempstead, New York. Sorry, sorry, Positive K. <laughs> Did you know that Positive K raps as the girl in that I Got a Man I do, song? I do, and it's, it's good. Good for him. Good for him. Good for him. Good for him. Uh, favorite movie from the 90s for me would be oh god um i don't know if this is my favorite movie but it's just the one i would watch whenever it's on tv so i have to give it the um rewatchable you know uh bonus when doing my ratings okay and i'm doing this on the fly i did not think about this so this could be crazy but independence day great movie i could watch that movie over and over again so i have a i have like a handful of movies that if i ever 
back when I had cable, if I ever caught them on, even if it was a commercial channel like a TBS, I would always watch. And Independence Day is on that list. Armageddon's on that list too. Yes. Oh, Armageddon's another good one. I don't know. Was that the 90s? Yeah. Wow. That's a long time yeah, ago. Definitely. Yeah, Independence Day, I could watch anytime over and over again. You got Goldblum, you got Will Smith, pre-slap. You yeah. got Bill Pullman. Pullman was good. Pullman's really good. speech was good. You got Dear John, the guy from <laughs> Dear John. I don't know what his name is. He's great. Um, yeah, it's just a great movie. So I wasn't even thinking like adult movies for some reason. I was only thinking like children's movies. All right. What else, what else, <laughs> what else we got? Uh-oh. You just, you just laughed, so I'm nervous about what the next no, question is. No, no. Oh, I don't know. I don't have any more on my on my side. Okay. I got one last one. Well, okay. I got I got two, actually, but one is not really a question. So Doc Chaz has been doing this thing to us for like the last, I don't know, eight eight weeks where he he's mad that Instagram doesn't like gives you like a character limit in, in the responses to our questions. And so... I guess just to piss us off, he keeps writing stuff like this. So I'm just going to read this one to you. you I have one too that I'm going to follow up with. All right. This one is going to require a bit of setup, but it'll be worth it. Imagine you're walking through. That's it. (laughs) And mine is, let's say you have a single match, a cucumber, a bag of hammers, and just 20 (laughs) (laughs) minutes. Oh, Charlie, we miss you. We got to get we got to get Charlie on the show. Yeah, he's a great guy. I just want to see him like be in the same place as him. He's so great. Like eat a hot dog with him. I just ate a hot dog with him and we had a long spirited debate about um No, we didn't. Just kidding. That was Derek. <laughs> I had a long spirited <laughs> debate with Derek about uh ketchup on hot dogs. And Is he pro or con? He was actually surprisingly now pro. He was he used to be part of the con category. Welcome to the dark side. I love ketchup, man. You brought me over. Yes. Ketchup and mustard combo. It works too, but now I'm just, I do more plain ketchup than I do combo. It's the sweet counterbalances the salty. It's perfect. So speaking of barbecues, I think our, uh, my buddy and our listener, Sean, is throwing a barbecue and we're going to be doing a live show from it. Yes. How do you feel about that? Um, uh, I would say I'm I'm excited and nervous. Yeah, this will uh, be the first like, live. I'm like ninety percent excited, ten percent nervous, or or ninety percent nervous, ten percent excited. I, I can't tell which one. It doesn't in the moment. It doesn't matter. It's just all there, swirling. Oh man, it's gonna be awesome. So that's gonna be on Friday, June thirtieth. Uh, so that episode will be out Saturday, either June thirty first or July first. I don't know how many days are in the month. I don't know the song. I think it's thirty. I'm not sure. I think it's thirty two. So July 1st. It's not 32. The fir- There's no 32. I definitely know it's not 32. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was a dad joke. So sorry. yeah, July 1st will be our first. Uh, if it goes well, you'll hear our first live podcast. Wow. If it goes terribly, you will hear nothing. Because you'll never, you'll never hear it. I think it'll go okay. I oh, think. me too. I'm nervous. I'm just trying to set some tension. I'm just nervous that like people have to barbecue are gonna like not want to sit and pay attention. So they're gonna just like be like. Like especially hey. people who like who haven't heard it. And they'd be like, who are these jerks? Like if his girlfriend's like, why are these guys here doing this? Yeah. And then they're like, just like partying without like, like not paying attention. And just, all you hear is background noise of people not listening to, the, to us do the show. Because <laughs> that's very strong possibility. Um, we, you know what we need to do? We need to do it naked so they can't take their eyes off us. Wow. I think they're going to want to take their eyes off. <laughs> but maybe, maybe not. We'll see. 
Um, we got one last question. Okay. And it's a tough one. It's not a tough one. It's more of a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a deep one. Give me the quick oral history of deciding tonight. Wow. Okay. So this was from, uh, this was from Mike P. A buddy of mine who really knows nothing about deciding tonight. Okay. So why don't you give it? All right. I'll give it. Give like the, the three minute deciding tonight oral history. All right. I'll go real quick because a lot of the listeners know about it and we talk about it a lot. So I don't want them to tune us out right now. I don't want, don't turn off the radio. I promise you we, this is going to be quick. And we have good recommendations coming up. Yes. And I'm going to talk about the real origin story because we don't really talk about the beginnings of the science. We always talk about tour and like all the stuff that happened, like when we were already a band. So I'm going to start with the beginning. Yeah, Good. I like that. Okay. So quick oral history. Um, uh, I used to be in a band in high school with my buddy, Nick. We, you know, graduated high school and it was like, we thought, you know, being in a punk band was like a thing you do in high school. And that was the end of it. Uh, Nick and I are working at a beach club as like cabana boys. And it was a place where when you work during the week, there's like nobody there. And we had a lot of free time and we just used to sit around and just listen to music. And Nick always used to make mix CDs and we had a boom box with a CD player in it. And we would hang out in this like trailer by the beach. And there was these two young kids that worked there and they were talking about how they are starting a band and they would bring their acoustic guitars and like jam uh, at, at the beach club. And me and Nick used to be like, uh, like the old timers, like, oh, we used to be in a band and we were awesome, blah, blah, blah. Even though we were, you know, 19 years old, but we thought we were like 40 then. Um, and uh, so Eric would come, you would come and hang out with us while we I worked, worked at a school at the time as a teacher's aide. So I had summers off. So I would just like wake up in the morning and come hang out with you all day. Yeah. So the three of us would just be hanging out. Uh, we would like, like hacky sack. We do a lot of hacky sack, listen to punk rock. And we were like, you know what? We should just start a band again. Like I kind of got the itch. Let's start a band. And Eric's like, dude, I don't know how to play any instruments. I have no musical training or ability, but I'm in. And we're like, all right, well, you'll be the singer then. (laughs) Um, So then, so Nick was going to play drums. I was going to play bass. Eric was going to sing. And then we needed a guitarist. Um, We first we tried like these two guys. I'm not going to call anyone's names out, but like we had, we, we got these two people and one was really good, but super flaky. Like he never showed up. The other one was really bad, but always showed up. And we called him Johnny overdrive because all we would ask him to do is make the feedback sound that a, a distorted guitar does when you put it up against an amp. <laughs> just to, like, like that's like, just do that. Make that like feedback sound. Um, and so we were stuck at a point where like it was a bassist drummer and a, quasi singer because you didn't really know how to sing yet and the only like you know really good musicians that we knew at that point that played guitar were my two brothers but one of them lived in california the other one like you know he was older he he i think he just graduated college or like he was like a senior in college or whatever and me and eric were like this is our last shot this is the only great guitarist that we know we got to go recruit him to join our band and so Vitor drove to his house. He lived in a like he was a in Hicksville at the time. Hicksville with like he lived there with like four of his friends. We showed up with like a six pack of Heinekens or whatever. Like not even a good beer. Amstel Light. I think it was, it was Amstel, Amstel Light. Light. We show up with a six pack of Amstel Light. We're like Frank. We need to talk. And we're like here, have a beer. We like sat at a dining room table and like literally pitched. We pitched and we're like we're starting a band. It's gonna be the best band ever. And he's like, 
uh, oh yeah, who's in it? I was like, well, you're looking at the lead singer right there. I'm going to play bass. Nick's going to play drums. And he's like, uh-huh. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> We're like, come on. You got to do it. He's like, nah, I really don't have time for this. But come on. Have another Amstel Light. We'll t- keep talking. Finally, we wore him down. He's like, I'll come down and jam with you. How's that? I'll jam with you, but like, I'm not, I'm not committing to joining a band. We're like, all right, well, We knew at that moment, though, <laughs> that we yeah. had him. He was hooked. So we got him down, um, and it was the four of us. We wrote four songs, played, uh, wrote, uh, recorded a demo with the songs were like street lights, right? What was in that? No. Screaming in silence. It was screaming in silence. Um, man, counterfeit romance. Oh, imperfections. Imperfections. And that might have been it. I don't know. There was one more. I just don't remember it. Whatever. They were bad songs. Terrible. They were very like one song we had was called Deciding Tonight. <laughs> but that was at, I think was that after? It was after, yeah. So anyway, so the, we were a four-piece. We played one show as a four-piece, and it was in Ronkonkoma. <laughs> and uh, we did okay, I guess. Our songs were bad, but we played them well, if that makes yeah. any sense. Um, Eric was the lead singer. I didn't really sing much at all. I sing like backup stuff. Um, then uh, my brother Tom, who was living in California at the time, he heard the demo. He was like, dude, you guys are starting a band? I want in. So as soon as he moved back to New York, he joined. And then our buddy Blank Man was like, oh, you guys are playing? Like, let me bring my keyboard down. I'll, I'll jam with you guys. We're like, yeah, come down. And we were already using his amp for vocals. Yeah, we already had his, his equipment in the studio because we were, yeah, we were borrowing it. So he came down and then instantly we were a six piece. We had two guitars, keys. Uh, I started singing a little bit more. And then we named the band Decided Tonight in a in a in an argument at the studio after practice because we were like super indecisive about what the name should be. We had, we were were tentatively named between the lines at the time between the lines. And, um, that name turns out it was taken. So we were like, Oh crap, we can't be that. So we were like stuck for a, a, a while. So Nick, like one night was like, this is crazy. Like we got to just pick a name. We're, this is it. We're, we're deciding tonight. And he meant like, we're deciding the name of the band tonight. And I said, that's a funny name. And he's like, what? I'm like, who decided tonight? And he's like, no, that's not what I mean. I mean, we're like, we're deciding the name. I'm like, I know I'm just saying it's a funny name. And we just thought it was funny. We're like, haha, well, well, that'll be our tentative name until we come up with a real one. Um, none of us loved the name. No. Even at that moment, we were like, it's yep. a stupid name, but um, we'll just tentative name until we come up with something better. And then we just never came up with anything yeah. better. And that's it. And that's the story of Deciding Tonight. And we were six piece. We had keys. And honestly, the keyboard component of it was the game changer that gave us like a very distinct sound back then. So like when you listen back, especially to like our first like good stuff, like the keys make it, the keys make it sound totally different than all the other bands that were out at the time. So that's it. How'd I do? Perfect. That was nice. See, I don't think we ever told that story on the air. No, see, that's like the, that's like the real early days. That's how it actually happened. Yeah. We were really bad. Like the, the, the these songs. We just literally practiced like every night of the week and just did what we had to do. Yeah. And we didn't get good until we went to this guy, Tomas Costanza's, uh, uh, recording studio 
and he was in a band called Diffuser, and they were pretty big at one point. They had like songs on MTV and stuff. They had like one, like a big song on them, the Mission Impossible Two soundtrack or something. Yeah, and he was a really good producer. Like I have to give him credit. He like taught us how to write songs and like how to construct a song properly and like make it catchy. And how and, to like, play to a click track to keep our songs in time. Yeah, and so we he told us the first time he heard us, he's like, you guys are terrible. Like learn how to be a band. I can't do anything with this. And that was enough to like motivate us to like get good. It was so, like a F this guy. We could be, be, we could do it. And then yeah. it was maybe almost in spite of him. <laughs> yeah. So we went and practiced for like three months straight and then went back to him after three months of like practicing to a metronome, like to a click track, which is very hard to do by the way. Like for a drummer to listen to like in your ear the whole time is painful and impossible, like nearly impossible to play in time. Um, but Nick did it. We got super tight. We wrote really good songs at that point, And we we're like, Oh crap, we can do this. Me and Eric learned how to write lyrics, like for real lyrics that were not like super corny. Like our lyrics used to be like, you know, you're sitting in your room wondering where I've been terrible another empty promise the walls of trust are caving in like they were that bad yeah bad. like and then we like learned how to write real lyrics we learned how to play our instruments well and tight write catchy choruses write catchy choruses <clears throat> and then uh we recorded that and then we got a record deal and then we went on tour and that was it it was a lot of trials and tribulations yes. in between i made it seem too easy it was yeah. a lot of bad shows a bad shows and people telling us how bad we were we used to have on our website like we had like decidingtonight.com back then and there used to be like a message board thing which i don't think kids these days know what i'm talking about it's basically <laughs> reddit it was like reddit but only for us and it was usually just people telling us we sucked and it was like magazines that had websites like uh, alternative magazines that would like when we dropped the album eventually like just would bash it yeah they didn't care <laughs> yeah but a lot of people loved it yes but some people bashed it going back to the thing you got to do what you love that's it and what you think is good and if other people don't like it well too bad they can go scratch they can go scratch all right so that was the, that was the uh ask us anything beautiful Whew. well done nice all right let's do uh let's do a quick uh song and then we'll do some recommendations what song the recommendation song oh yeah oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right let's, well without further ado eric hit it So my recommendation for this week is a show on Peacock. It's called Based on a True Story. It stars Kaylee Cuoco, Tom Bateman, and Chris Messina. Uh, Chris, Tom Bateman, I, I, I don't know any other things he's in. Kaylee Cuoco is Penny from Big Bang Theory. And Chris Messina, I think he was on that show, um, The Mindy Kaling Project. People know who he is. You'll see his face. Like, oh, oh, that guy. All right. So it's... Uh, a show about um, a, a girl who's like obsessed with true crime podcasts and at in her neighborhood in LA, 
there's a serial killer actively on the loose. And so it starts off, you're like, okay, I see where this is going to go. It's only murders in the building, like rip off. You know, it's going to be a whodunit and she's going to podcast about it the whole, the whole show. And that would have been a snooze fest because her only murders in the building nailed it with that. And like any ripoffs of that would be terrible. Turns out it's not that at all. Like first episode throws a complete wrench in what you think the show is going to be about. And it goes on a totally different angle and it's super interesting. It's, um, very meta one, because it's like talking about like people's obsession with true crime and kind of how people are basically monetizing people's murders, which is kind of crazy, but it's also cool because it's about podcasts and we do a podcast. So I think I, I might have an extra fondness for it, but really entertaining show, really fresh storyline and you know, you, me, and Jones, we watch a lot, you know, we, 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 we absorb a lot of entertainment on behalf, you know, uh, you know, for the, for the sake of this show, we watch, I watch a lot of TV shows late at night, a lot of movies so that we could talk about them on the air. And I will tell you, this is a fresh take on, um, this whole like genre of true crime. And, uh, I think it was really good and very, very worth it. Unfortunately, I won't be watching it because I hate Kaylee Cuoco and I can't enjoy anything that she's ever in. But what if I tell you that it's so good it'll be worth it? I just can't stand her. Then can I just tell you what happens after the show? Absolutely. Okay, I'll just tell you what happens. Her and Melissa McCarthy, I just find both of them so uninteresting. I can't watch anything they're in. And Jerry Seinfeld. Oh, God, I hate them. And chocolate and bacon. I've come around a little on the bacon thing. Like I can... Like, I love BLTs, but, like... There you go. Kind of draw the line there. Let me get a BLT. <laughs> uh, my recommendation is a show called Chimp Empire on Netflix. And so, for the past, like, 25 years, there have been a group of scientists and researchers that have been basically living in the Ngobo, um forest in Uganda with... It's the largest um, community of chimps in the world, right? In this one area. And they've been there so long now that they're like accepted, but the people are accepted by the chimps. Like the chimps don't harm them. They never, they never will. And they let them film like up close and personal into their lives. And it's kind of wild, like how close and how like intimate this filming is for these crazy animals. So this show specifically shows you um at one point it was one giant group of chimps but they broke into uh two cliques and now they hate each other civil war and they literally will meet up and fight and they do like perimeter um like patrols like it's insane oh, how yeah. cra- crazily intelligent these animals are uh but you see them like raising their children going on hunts uh and the camera crew actually gets caught in the middle of a chimp war. And I'm talking like deaths. Oh yeah. Like it's brutal to watch. Yeah. But it's a four episode show. It was recommended to me by my buddy at work, Mike P. And uh, he wanted me to watch it so bad that he rewatched the first like two and a half episodes with me. That's amazing. Yeah. And we had a great time. 
We got some fresh Diet Cokes, and we watched it, and it was awesome. Well, I'm watching that tonight. Uh, it's four episodes, hour each. Fantastic watch. I'm definitely watching. So good. And, like, it's a little emotional, man. You start getting attached to, like, a couple of these guys. I know. I'm The only thing I'm, I'm dreading is watching some of them get murdered. It's rough, but, like, you watch... And, <laughs> There's like a there's like a king of like the one chapter and it's somebody battling for his crown like it's some wild s going on out there. Yeah, you know, um, I think we share ninety eight percent of the same DNA with chimps. Well, like you they're can, so close to human. You can absolutely see it in this series. Yeah, they're very close to the human. things they do. Like it's we do it. Yeah, and but the difference between us and chimps and I, I've recommended this years ago on the show a book called sapiens do you remember me telling you about this show this book yeah and they explain like the the basically how humans became like how we became like you know numero uno on the planet and the big the biggest difference between us and chimps is we have uh the ability to like we have an imagination that's the one thing that they don't have meaning we could create things that don't exist like like a chimp can't see Google. Like Google isn't real. If you think about it, it's a there's buildings that have the Google sign on it, but like Google, a company, the idea of a company doesn't exist. The idea of religion, like having gods and all this stuff doesn't exist. And the reason why that is such a game changer is because we can have shared beliefs that can grow our population, our communities way bigger than any other animal on the planet. That's why... That chimp group, I, I haven't seen it yet, but like once they get past like a hundred, hundred chimps, they always splinter off into two factions and they fight each other. And then eventually they just like go off and do their own thing because they can't stick together once they get past like a hundred, a hundred of them. Every other animal, we can have thousands, we have millions of people that can live in a city. We can have millions of jet, New York Jets fans. We could have a billion Catholics that all believe in the same thing. Other animals can't do that. But um, outside of that one thing, chimps are basically the same thing as us. They can communicate. They're emotional. They get sad when each other die. They fight for dominance. Yeah, it's incredible. They get lo- they get lonely. Oh yeah. They get you know they f- they fight over girls. Some you know? of them are goofy and can't figure out how to like blend with the other males. Yeah, some, it's wild. Yeah. yeah, some are like the dominant alphas. You know, it's yeah. it's, it's wild. Um, and it's 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 humbling to remember that we're just friggin' we're just primates, man. We're that's just it. monkeys. So that's my wreck. It's a really good watch. Check it out if you if you desire. Word. Um, and yeah, that's that's the show, my guy. That's a great show. Um, should we ask Jones what he thinks? Yeah, Jones, do you have anything else to add? You know, for for the people out there. Everybody farts. <laughs> yeah. Well, I wasn't expecting that. Yeah. Well. You got a point there, bud. Um, yeah. Well, do you feel like any any emotion after you said something so weird on the air? Oh, that's so humiliating. Yep. Yes, it is. Okay. Yes, it is. Um, do you think you would say something like that, at, you know, out loud again? No way, Jose. Okay. All right. Good. Good to know. Well, that does it. That does it, my man. I think the no way Jose MP3 is corrupted. Yeah, it wasn't you that did the skip. It was the MP3. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, that's a good show. Oh, we have a Patreon site now. Oh. We should tell, yeah, if you've made it this far, maybe you'll go to our Patreon site too. Um, yeah, we have a Patreon. It's on our link on our Instagram bio. 
Um, and there we're going to start putting up like the production pieces and other things that, um, you know, you might want to just get a quick soundbite like uh, of the sort of Papinski rap song yeah. example. You get first cracks at the merch. Oh, yeah. We're going to make T-shirts. Word. And hoodies. Hell yeah, hoodies. Everyone likes hoodies. Yes. Just in time for like, you know, football season, we'll get, you know. The best. Oh, yeah. Hoodie weather is the best weather. Best weather. Oh, miss hoodie weather. All right. Let's wrap it up. All right, guys. So, again, thank you for all the feedback questions. Um, just everything you guys do is, is awesome. Pretty much the best, like, friends slash fans we could ask for. Yeah, this is the best part of, like, so everything. Much, so much fun. Outside of my wife and children, this is, you guys, this is my favorite everything. Yeah, agreed. Outside of my wife and children, this is the best. <laughs> Outside of Pom's wife and my children. No, sorry. <laughs> uh, that was a good joke there. Uh, didn't I, didn't, I actually consciously didn't make it. Oh, you should have. That would be a good one. Yeah, just so you know, though, it was in my head. I was just going to say your wife, though. <laughs> <laughs> my son's four. He's already six, too. No, <laughs> Something's off here. So, yeah, I mean, until, uh, until next week, hopefully we'll have the trio back together. Yeah, we miss you, Jonesy. Miss you, Jonesy. Uh, and for everybody else, we love you. Bye. Peace. <laughs>